Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. This is part two with Nick Broadhurst on how to keep your frequency high while your partner is going through challenges. Do you believe that you or other people can get to a stage where their relationship is just like super high vibe, like 99.9% of the time? It's a good question. And I don't know. I don't know if anyone's been there. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think that, um, yeah, I think we have to acknowledge that the universe has been created around the the principle of polarity. Mm -hmm. So to believe that we'll have one experience is denying ourselves of the other. Right. So it's, it's, I would say there's varying degrees of polarity, but it's always there. Yeah. It's interesting though, because your beliefs um, form your own reality. So if you're someone who believes that, uh, you can't have a relationship like that or you don't know anyone else who does and maybe you don't know anyone else who does because you hold that belief that it's not true um that maybe you won't ever get there uh whereas i've adopted a belief uh maybe a year or a year and a half ago that 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 is kind of my i like to hold that as my standard but then i do question at times i'm like is my is my standard um making things harder for me because I hold this standard or is it good because I hold that standard and I hold this belief. Therefore I, I might actually be able to manifest that in my life one day. So. It's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, you have to, yes, you do create your own reality. Um, I think for me personally, if I think about that, holding a standard of perfection, essentially. Right. Um, my fear would be that I'm trying to live up to a fantasy. Right. Right. You know, and I guess that's, that's, that's the thing. It's like my belief will definitely look like fantasy to other people. Um, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't mean it can't be true for you. You know, anything's possible. Exactly. Um, I just believe that there's like an oscillation between the polarities. So there is times where you just feel like that oscillation is very, like it's a much bigger wavelength. Yeah you know, much bigger peaks and troughs. And then there's times where there's the tiny oscillations, right? just tiny. And it, and it can feel absolutely. We have periods where, cause it, I think from this discussion, we focused around moving through mm. periods of, of challenge, right? That's been the, the focus of this conversation. Yeah. So I guess it's probably made it sound like we're always, our relationships always struggling, but it's not, <laughs> it's yeah. not. Yeah. There's just, an acknowledgement that there are shifts taking place. Totally. And for a lot of the time, I would say 90% of the time, if not more, it's hard to put a number on it. Of course, Mm -hmm. those oscillations between the different peaks and troughs are tiny. Yeah. And we live the majority of the time in a state of happiness, I guess is the best way it is to say it. I could say bliss and all these other things, but I, I really just think it's happy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. That's the but goal. then there's other periods where that ten percent feels more exaggerated. 
Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, my only concern with that, with that belief of perfection would be, it could be a fantasy and you'll never meet it. That's my only concern. That's my own personal. Yeah. And I see both sides. Like, am I holding this standard that I'll never achieve? Or am I holding the standard that no one else believes in that no one else strives for, but that means that I'll be in that 0.01% of relationships. And to me, it's like the perfect relationship doesn't mean no one, there's ever miscommunication or anything, but a perfect relationship to me is people's intention. There's never an intention to manipulate. There's never an intention to make the other person feel bad because they made you feel bad or the intention that when there are, when you are struggling through something that your intention is to bring up the vibration um, back to a higher frequency as soon as you can. A perfect relationship to me is taking responsibility when you are going through something and not relying on your partner to absorb your stress or, or pick you up when they're not really involved in the situation that made you feel bad in the first place. (laughs) So I guess I don't mean like never have any problems, but perfect relationship to me is I just guess all those values, having all those values. Well, that was fascinating. Thank you for sharing that because um, I would say then that we have a perfect relationship. Oh, (laughs) nice. (laughs) So I should have asked you to define perfect because your perfect is different to what I was thinking. Totally. My perfect was, I was thinking zero adversity. No, no. Just like pick it up. Like don't drag it on. Like my, my ex was, was a genius (laughs) finding an issue out of nowhere and then dragging it on. (laughs) So I guess that's why it kind of propelled me into the opposite direction of like, okay, I want someone who, you know, doesn't try to make a problem out of nothing. And when there is a problem, try to fix it as soon as possible and not loads it all on top of their partner. Like, oh, I have an issue, here it is. Like, <laughs> help me <laughs> taking a bit of responsibility of like, maybe I can figure this out myself. Maybe I'm gonna go for a walk before I enter the door when I'm coming home from work. And maybe that walk will change my vibration so that when I come home and walk through the door, you know, my wife or my partner won't be affected by that negatively. She'll open me with open arms and, just little things like that make such a big difference. So it's interesting now that I'm clear in your definition, I would, as I said, I feel like based on that, then we do have a perfect relationship, but right. my own definition then would change. Right. Um, not definition of perfect, cause I wouldn't use that word, but the, yeah. my aspirations yeah. for my relationship would be to take your core set of values that you just expressed yeah. and to, to have less reliance on those things. Right, right. There's less need mm. to take responsibility. There's less need to take that walk, whatever it is, right? Right, right, right. Um, so I think that is the decreasing of the oscillations I was talking about would be mm. what I aspire to. Um, so it's fascinating to, to hear you talk about that because those things have become foundational for us, everything you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in fact, were foundational for us when we met it just took us a little while to be able to articulate that they were our core values right right yeah and i think it is important to have some kind of goal like that like but just yeah. not to be super obsessed with it so like if there is an issue in the relationship or or in life or whatever not to be like oh darn like this is like not how it's supposed to be like just being like okay i'm gonna go with this this is what's happening now how do we work through this you know calmly and swiftly <laughs> Um, but I think it is good to have that little goal because 
I feel like that's going to help you, you manifest that. Like when, cause I do a lot of like, I call it intentional dreaming. And I like have these visualizations of what I want to feel like in my relationship when I'm older and when I have kids and things like that. And I feel like having that, that goal, that desire of peace and calmness and responsibility and communication and relationship that you'll manifest that more if you hold that to your, I don't want to say standard, but you know, <laughs> if you have that. Well, I, I know exactly what you're saying because before I met Melissa, I was doing exactly that. So your yeah. intentional dreaming is, I guess, another way of really sort of talking about visualization in the sense, but it's, it's not just visualizing it's, it's living in the state, experiencing yeah. that feeling, what it is. Exactly. I'm assuming that's what you mean. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Totally. So yeah. I would, at the end of all my meditations before I met Melissa, I would go into that state where I would feel the feeling of what it is to have what I desire. So for example, if it was music, it'd be, it'd be me on stage doing my encore and hearing the audience and feeling not so much the applause for my validation, but the feeling of what it is to be on stage. Yeah. And so I would live in the feeling of that. And then I'd live in the feeling of what it is to, to wake up next to my soulmate, to, to make love to my soulmate, to, to be cooking in the kitchen with my soulmate. I would live with the feeling of that yeah. just for 30 seconds. Yeah. It's so and powerful, right? Even it is powerful because when you, if you generate the feeling, not just the thought, but the feeling, the universe, you're giving the universe no choice. It has to respond. Exactly. Yeah. So I a hundred percent agree with you that I don't think I would be in this relationship if I didn't do that. Yeah. And I don't think I would have many of the things that I have. In my well, life obviously you must've held that belief if you left your wife, that there was something more in alignment for you. Right. Well, not really. I, okay. I was, I was, <laughs> no, I think when that relationship dissolved, it came, it dissolved because of pain. Right. And a lack of awareness. Right. Even though I've grown up with this sort of, I guess, knowledge, I've been around it with my father. He's, um, I don't know if I'd call him spiritual. He's, He's pretty out there. Let's say that, yeah. um, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And so I've been surrounded by this and I always, I think I knew in that previous relationship um, that there was more, but I just pushed it so deep that it forced me to hold up that relationship as the center of my universe. Cause yeah. I was like ignoring all those parts of me. Yeah. And so when that inevitably broke, because I was living in a fantasy world, essentially. Yeah. Um, when it did break, when the fantasy became an illusion to me, and, uh, well, yeah, I guess it did. Um, <laughs> then my world crumbled because I had dreamt of things being a certain way that was never possible. Mm, okay. And not possible with her or not possible? Not with her. Okay. Not with her. Okay. With her. Yeah. 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 Um, because my core values were not aligned with her core values. Mm. But I can only see that now because at the time I just changed. I tried to change my core values. Right. And I convinced myself that mine were the same, but they weren't. Right. Right. That's interesting. Like I was manipulating myself to be mediocre, to allow myself to be mediocre in a relationship. Right. 
yeah. to allow myself to have a mediocre relationship. Mm-hmm. I had to convince myself that I was a different person to who I actually was. Right. Right. And that's such a good question to ask on the first date. What are your core values? <laughs> List them out. Let's 100%. see if they, if they don't. <laughs> yeah, like, tell me, what do you think about marriage? What do you think about monogamy? What do you think about having children? What do you think about money? What are your beliefs around parenting? Um, yeah. What are your beliefs around um, self-love? More you know, importantly, what's your relationship like with your parents and yourself? <laughs> those, those are the first two things I want to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, as well, like, the trick with that question with the parents is that yeah. you can, you can be the person who's broken from that lineage. Right. The there, could, there could be patterns have been repeating for generations and you've been the one who's broken from that. Totally. So you may have no relationship with your parents. Yeah. But that could be a very positive thing. Oh, and that's not a negative thing. If they said, I yeah. don't, then you just yeah. need to ask them why. And then I guess more so the relationship you had with your parents as a kid. That's <laughs> always interesting. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just just to see, yeah. Yeah. How how like have you worked on your childhood traumas? <laughs> what are you doing to uplift your spirit every single day? What are you doing to elevate your soul every single day? That's something I like or to do. Ask you, do you have do you have childhood traumas? Because, you know, right. for me personally, there are there are things which left a bit of a, a void. Uh-huh. In the way I was brought up, but they're not uh-huh. traumatic. Okay. There were things that I had to find as an adult and, and fill in for myself. Yeah. But With I, life traumas, no- then would you say they were in your childhood or in your adulthood? Your biggest traumas? Adulthood. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Because some, some people would suggest that that trauma still stems from something that happened in your childhood because to make it that traumatic, it triggers something that happened to you. And maybe it was something when you were still in your mother's womb. Maybe that's why you're not aware of it. I don't know. It's just a theory. <laughs> just another thing it I'm is. out there. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. And I've, I've, um, I've witnessed a lot of inner child work that's been done and how powerful that can be and, and um, how things can be buried so deeply that a huge trauma can come up and you didn't even see it. And you're like, oh my God, that... Yeah. That is that is significant trauma. I didn't. Even, I wasn't even aware of it. And I've I've witnessed that with different people. Yeah. Um, I just haven't had it for myself, and I don't think I'm repressing anything. I just mm-hmm. I haven't had those traumas. Is was there something as a in the womb, or I mean, who knows? Yeah. But I can. What I can. <clears throat> excuse me. What I can know for sure is, as an adult, I have the choice to take responsibility in that moment for how I how I am, who I am, and what, why I'm behaving a certain way. Um, but it's not always that easy for people because I've seen what childhood trauma can do. I've seen, but, but trauma and as a child, it doesn't always have to be something really, really traumatic, but as a child's mind, it can be something as simple as like your mom giving your toy to Salvation Army or something. And then, yeah, Yeah. you know, yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. I've I've definitely saying small things become big things exactly but I've just for me personally i've just really struggled to identify with any any significant moments i'm sure there is something there right and there are things that weren't discussed or expressed that you know i've had to not i wouldn't say heal but just almost cultivate within myself mm. and i've been very very aware of these things it was a very different the way that i was brought up was very loving for example i'd never heard the words i love you Whereas Ooh. now for my child, for Leo, 
I just smother him in that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, maybe, maybe I'm making up for it doing too much. I don't know, but, um, (laughs) but also, you know, sex wasn't discussed in our household. Mm. Mm. You know, it was, it was naughty. Not many households. It is discussed sadly. Yeah. So, you know, I had to, and do you talk about that with your son now? Have you already talked to him about? We do. We do. Yes. We're very, very open about that. And you know, it's like dinner table conversation sort of stuff. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. But for me, I, I was very aware as a, this wasn't until after going through a divorce and having to um, heal my own physical body because I had a huge amount of physical stress at the time. Yeah. Um, I became very aware of a blockage that was very much a heart-based blockage. Okay. So there was, there was a level of, um, there was a block that was stopping me from, being seen, being vulnerable and being affectionate. Yeah. Yeah. So would you call that trauma? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. 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 So to the perspective of a young child, that could be trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So one there's more, definitely things like that. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing I would like to ask, um, touching on this perfect, perfect relationship, this relationship that is very high vibe that doesn't have very much front frustration in it or, or, constant debating or arguing or whatever when you are in a relationship with yourself when you're single how often when you I don't know how long you've been single for in your lifetime but do you remember like a long period of time say six months whatever where you were single where you were high vibe all the time where you'd come home and you'd be in a high vibe you'd be home you'd be a high vibe you'd go to bed happy wake up happy do you have that when you were by yourself did you ever have that No, because again, I think it comes down to that whole question around polarity. Okay. Because I may have been single and cultivating as much as I could. And I did have that period, not, not for very long, mind you, maybe, maybe four months. Yeah. Okay. You know, not, not a huge amount of time, but it was a very intense period of growth for me. Yeah. Um, before yeah. I met Melissa. Yeah. But in that period, I was still dealing with the fallout of a divorce and having to um, so true. this is still years later, but still having to share a child. So true. Um, so, so there was always something I can be experiencing that, but there's always something else that was challenging yeah. that state. Yeah. Can I ask then when you and Melissa are in different cities or not spending time together in the same house, if you are traveling or whatever, she's traveling. How do you find, cause I always find that in, really interesting when you're apart from your partner, my partner works half the time in Singapore. So I get, you know, this whole place to myself is just me and Chi Chi. Um, and it's interesting to like realize how strongly your partner, uh, impacts you and your everyday state. And then realizing how that may possibly change when they're not there and how that changes. So when you're on your own, do you find, you're not triggered by other people, by other things. Do you find that it's easy for you to stay really high vibe? Do you have that experience or do you still have like challenges and you're like, Oh, I miss my partner and traffic's upsetting me <laughs> like that kind of thing. Or how is that I when think, you're just on your own in your own? I energy? think that would, have, I think that would affect um, Melissa more than it affects me personally. Okay. We seem to have, about a 10 day limit where all of a sudden it starts to be felt. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we spend a lot of time apart. We spend 30 to 40% of our time apart because of, oh, wow. you know, yeah. my, my son lives in a different state. So I go down right. and we were just speaking about this, you know, before this call, I was telling you what had happened this week, how we had to pack up our home in Sydney, not pack it up. Actually, we had to sell everything yeah. in two days. Yeah. Um, and put the stuff we wanted to keep in a car and drive for 12 hours to get across the border. Uh-huh. Um, and so we had this whole life in, in Sydney, which we don't have anymore. And now wow. uh, we, I'll still be doing that travel, but I'll be doing Airbnb. So I'll still be away for okay. 30 to 40% of the time. Oh, so Leo doesn't, I thought he came to your household. He does, <clears throat> excuse me. He yeah. does in the school holidays. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but during school, obviously, he needs that stability in Sydney. So he has his mother's home. Yeah. He had our home, but now he's going to have his mother's home and the Airbnb, which I get. <laughs> so, oh, okay. so you'll have one-on-one time when you have your son. A hundred percent. So it's been amazing for our relationship. Um, yeah. He's fourteen. We're very, very close. Oh, that's um, so cool. He's very much a mini me, but um, yeah. but very different and way smarter. <laughs> but but um. Yeah. We have a limit, Melissa and I, because I do two weeks generally, two to three weeks away. Okay. And 10 days just tends to be that point where I notice in her that it starts to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks is where I start shifting. Yeah. Okay. So that's really interesting to ask. I didn't know that you had that time apart. So, and I have that with my primary partner in my relationship. And I personally find it very easy to just constantly be high vibe like (laughs) because it's just right so i'm not triggered um i'm really good i have the tools that i need to pick up my vibration i'll blast the music i'll dance um so for me and i think that's why i hold this belief that i can have a partner that you know one day that it's just so high vibe um all the time and i feel like if you're someone who when you're on your own you can hold that and I don't mean perfect as in like never anything bad happens, but for the majority, you're just super happy, energetic, energized, positive, you know, go, 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 but in a good way. And then, you know, obviously calming down too. I'm not always go, go, go. I'm not neurotic, but um, I think if you can hold that in your, your own space and realize that nothing really bothers you, I feel that that's, I guess, why I hold this new belief because I never used to have it because I used to be on my own and I'd get depressed and you know a friend would annoy me or this text would annoy me or or whatever there'd always be something in life that would come as a struggle and totally bring down my vibration and then I'm I'm at a place now where I can be on my own and I will just stay so high vibe like so high vibe um so I guess that's why that belief came in like if I can find someone who can stay so high vibe on their own potentially if we're if you'd be the perfect match, maybe you could get there one day, you know? Well, I, yes, I know what you, I know what you want to experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. I don't want to be the one to like shatter any, any dreams, but I, I, at the same time, I feel like it's very easy to, to stay in that state when you're not being challenged. When you're by yourself. Yeah. Because you're not having the challenge. And the challenge is if you're going to be in a relationship with someone, like sure, if you're on your own, 
there's you don't have the mirror there every day yeah. reflecting yeah. back at you the things that you're not seeing within yourself totally totally right yeah the minute that you go into relationship what you are really going into relationship with is a, is a very shiny mirror yeah and that mirror is going to shine the light on areas that you don't see without them exactly yeah and so yeah. is it possible just because two high vibe people come together that that means there won't be any challenges. I would say that is a fantasy. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Because and two high vibe people will be very shiny mirrors on each other. <laughs> yeah. And you'll go, yeah. I didn't even see that within myself, but that person just reflects it so easily because they have it within themselves and I don't have it within me. And if I didn't see them, I would never have seen that within myself. Right. And so Melissa and I came together two very high vibe people. Right. Just like you're saying. Right. And the majority of our relationship is in that state is in that state. Yeah. But at the same time, you're each where's other. the growth. If yeah. you're not challenged. Yeah. Yeah. We are here, we're here I guess that's how you deal with those challenges too. And I guess that's what I mean by, um, you ne wouldn't necessarily want to be in a relationship where you're not challenged, but it's how you go about those challenges. Are you going to welcome them and be like, oh yeah, growth, <laughs> come on. Or are you going to be like, ah, no, get away from yeah. me. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the trick. Yeah. If you do have that person come into your life where you feel like, wow, I've got two high vibe people coming together. Right. The minute that something challenges you more than you, you were ready for. Right. If you're living within the, what I think is a fantasy, that things can be perfect. Yeah. high vibe all the time yeah the minute that it's not it's gonna be very hard to deal with that not necessarily because it's not that it needs to always be high vibe but it's so when something comes that's it's hard to stay in a positive space it's like how can we deal with that how can we take responsibility let's put sure. all our intentions let's make our intentions pure and our intentions meaningful and let's be productive about this you know let's let's not swim in self-pity for a few days just because we want to feel sure. sorry for ourselves that kind of yeah let's yeah. let's elevate this back you know it's a challenge great how are we gonna you know how are we gonna deal with this let's keep moving let's keep swimming like you know well i think what you're really what you're really describing is just a very conscious relationship super conscious super conscious you know? oh yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think and that is absolutely 100 percent achievable achievable yeah and when 100%. you're on your where when you're on your own then can I ask again do you do you find yourself in a positive high vibe because as you said it's easier when you don't have that shiny mirror and you aren't being challenged how is sure. that when you're on your own I would say that I'm um I would say I'm somewhere in the middle I'm I'm just kind of kind of chill just kind of neutral <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. And I think as well, you, we have to remember that there, there is going to be differences between men and women are going to have a different reaction to that uh -huh. because we are inherently just made up of different energies. Uh -huh. And the masculine, a lot of the time, can just be quite content, knows what he's doing, stays on path, uh -huh. just keeps moving forward yeah. towards the goal. Yeah. Sometimes that's just not enough for the feminine. Right. 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 The, the feminine needs more movement, needs right. more things going on. Yeah. yeah. Right? It needs yeah. to dance and flow more, and the masculine doesn't need that all the time. Right. So sometimes, if you're looking at 
the, the relationship you're describing, I feel like if you have two people, when I tune into you, if you have someone like you come into that picture, yeah. where is the balance? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm very, I, you know, the doshas, right? I'm Vata and I'm, yeah. I, I can only see myself ever being with Kapha. So my two partners now are Kapha oh, yeah. and yeah. my last partner was Kapha. I'm very attracted friends. I can do anything, but I, I need someone who's like chill, like goes with the flow, but that's why we're so attracted to each other. Cause they're like, wow, this girl's so high in energy and always wants to right. go on adventures and, and has that juice and that spice. And then I'm actually attracted to the calm, relaxed, you know, the, the rock of the relationship, like super grounded, like super chill. I actually like that. I don't need like a high, when I say high vibe, I don't need like a neurotic vata <laughs> energy. Like I, yeah. I can't do that. I, I actually don't do well with people like that for too long of a period of time. I actually need someone who's very grounded and very calm. Um, and that's, that's the polarity that I need. Yeah. But I, I just mean high vibe that you can still, you can be grounded and you can be calm and you can, you can even be bored, but you can be, your vibration can still be different. You can be bored and have a vibration of, of a low vibration. You can be bored and have a higher vibration. I feel like, 100%. and I'm very energetic and that's, that's just why I'm so sensitive. That's why I wanted to do this topic is like, I absorb energies from people I spend time with. And that's why I'm very fussy with who I spend time with. Because I realize, like whatever state that person's in right now, I'm gonna absorb that and I'm gonna feel that for however long until I'm gonna work on that. So, and then when living with someone, that's, it's just so crucial to me that that person takes as much responsibility as I can. And I guess to have that same priority as you, as you were saying, have the same values, I guess it's, I look at it as priorities as well. Is your priority to be really happy or is your priority to put food on the table for your kids or is your priority to make a certain amount of money? And then where does happiness, where does this happiness fall into that priority list? Is it beneath making money or is it above making money? You know, it's that, I think sure. that's really important is, as well. Again, which comes down to core values, right? So, oh, yeah. Um, and I think what you're, I can feel exactly what it is that you're seeking. and. Right we are trying in this dialogue, trying to find a middle ground mm. between our own core values, our own beliefs. Yeah. The only thing that's putting us off a little bit is that your definition that you're using or the words you're using. Right. Are, for me, I define differently. Okay. But when you actually, when you explain it properly, like you just did a couple okay. of times, you said, well, I meant this, this, and this. Okay. Yeah. Every time you say it like that, what I'm seeing is you're just seeking a, conscious relationship where people take responsibility for themselves and their actions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. And they're committed yeah. to growth and they're mm -hmm. committed to showing up as the best version of themselves every day. Right. And so I would say that bubble now you're like, maybe it is possible. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I think maybe she's not crazy. <laughs> no, I think that I just think that what you're seeking is, um, is to be honest. I feel like that's what I have. Yeah. Beautiful. But, but beautiful. what I want to express back to you is that when you have that, it doesn't mean you won't be challenged. And I know you don't, yeah. I know you're not saying that. Right. I know you're not saying that. Right. Just yeah. that the challenge is not negative. It's not bad. The challenge is there so that I can grow as an individual. Yeah. And so 
me choosing to be in partnership with you, marry or whatever you do, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm in partnership with Melissa for life. And me doing that was a choice to grow and become the best person I possibly could in this lifetime. Yeah. Um, I believe I'll grow much faster and be a much better person in this world with Melissa as my companion. Totally. totally. Because she is so many things that she's so natural at I'm not and vice versa. Yeah, totally. So I can aspire to have those qualities within myself. Yeah. Right. So I think what you're seeking is totally hundred <laughs> percent normal. It's normal. Okay. It's normal yeah. Right. I think it's just yeah. the semantics, the definitions that are being used. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you dig into it, it's like, it's totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, hang on. Let me say that again. Comments. <laughs> totally achievable yeah and should be normal but maybe it's not that normal right Right. maybe it's not common sorry not that common yeah i don't like the word normal too much (laughs) maybe yeah and you know i don't i don't want to say too much around being common because i think that's passing judgment on other people's relationships and journeys right um i don't think what i have is better than what anyone else has it's just different yeah yeah you know and it serves it serves my purpose Totally. Totally. Do you feel that it's easier though to overcome challenges when you're faced with challenges in a conscious relationship when both partners are conscious? Um, Because challenges in an unconscious relationship can result in a lot of closing, uh, defensiveness, uh, using tools or resulting to addictions to overcome those triggers and challenges. So uh, facing challenges yeah. in the conscious versus unconscious. That, yeah, was it? yeah. Oh, that's sorry, what I thought you meant. Like the more individual. conscious you are yeah. and the person you're in a relationship with, the easier yeah. and I guess the quicker as well it is to overcome the challenges. And that's guess I what know. I mean by that perfect relationship. It's not that there's no challenges, but when they're faced, it's like it's like you welcome them, you're conscious of them, you're aware of them, you're aware of them as soon as they arise, not three days later, not weeks later, and you wonder why why haven't we had have sex for three weeks? You know, it's kind of, you catch it straight away. Like, Oh, this is something that's going on. How yeah. do we deal with this? That kind of, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I thought you meant um, handling those challenges in a conscious relationship versus being on your own. But if you, yeah, wow. if you're in an unconscious relationship where both parties are not even willing to look at themselves and uh, just want to blame and project. Yeah. I mean, projection is so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and doesn't really breed anything particularly positive. So uh, yes, absolutely. Because if you're willing to listen and, and, and learn from your partner, then in those times they will be there and they will reflect back what you need to hear about yourself. Mm, yeah. You know, but not as a coach. Cause often, you know, it's easy to fall into this sort of coaching. You want to coach your partner through something. You just can't coach because mm. coaching is unsolicited. Right. What do you mean by that? They, did they ask for it or did they, did you just, did you just deliver the information right. without being asked? Right. Yeah. Do you have their permission to coach mm-hmm. or are you just coaching because you have the information and you want to dispense with it. Right. You've got to have for someone to be able to absorb something, there's got to be worthy inquiry from their end. Right. Exactly. exactly. And that worthy inquiry is the permission to then not coach, but to dispense guidance because i'm often, most likely gonna listen and actually apply <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> often, often I'll start saying something. Melissa will say, can you not coach me right now? Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And I remember that I, she didn't ask me for my opinion or my advice. Right. You know? Interesting. Cause my, um, I have that with the relationship with my mother, uh, more so since I was older, but she, um, she kind of gives me tough love. And I guess I bring that on a little bit with my partners, but, and she'll, she'll do that little bit of coaching, but I see it almost as reminding me of what I already know. And I actually really enjoy it. So enjoy it. So instead of being like, Oh mom, but I just want to vent right now. I'll have that moment where I'm like, Oh, I just need a vent. And she'll be like, Hey, be grateful. Hey, count your blessings. You know, she said that to me once and I tattooed it because it just stuck with me. Count your blessings. And I'm actually so thankful. I'm like, Oh my God, mom, like, thank you for being like, you know, thanks for being real and holding me accountable. And I really like that in a partnership as well. Someone who holds you accountable. Whereas some people are a little bit more like, Oh, I just want to be heard. Like, don't coach me. But I actually, I long more for that. Like for someone to just be like, Arel, <laughs> grow up. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess it, I guess it depends as well. Like, you know, if you're venting, that can be the inquiry. Right. Oh, and that, you know, can, help. Be asking. that can help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you may not be asking for help or advice, but just the venting right. may be the invitation for someone to say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but if you ever thought about this or, yeah, yeah. You know, um, if someone's just say suffering and you can right. see it and you just start dispensing advice, right? you're like, you know, and so yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, there's always, there's always a time and place for it. Just knowing when to be, when to be, I think in a relationship, the coaching is never, it's hard. It's hard for coaching to be a good thing in relationships. I feel like coaching is a. It can be. It can feel like someone's coming from a place of superiority, as opposed to just. Um, That's so true. Delivering, you know, you just you just want to be. Her. I guess it comes back to the mirror. Like just be the mirror. Mm. Do you yeah. believe? Do you? Are you for relationships that hold each other accountable? Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. Right. So without, yeah, it's fine. I guess it's, there's a fine line a between fine. trying to coach and holding someone accountable. <laughs> yeah. It's a fine line. I, I've, I, yeah, it's a very fine line. Mm. I think you know it when you're doing it. Right. Right. <laughs> wow. So interesting. We covered so much, so much more than I, I thought. Like I had like two things <laughs> on my paper and I just, yeah, went with it. That was so good. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.